Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever it is when you may be hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and we are in episode 198 of Bible Bites as we read through the scriptures. My reading today is Proverbs chapter 13 through 15, and I just want to make a few brief comments. First of all, in chapter 13, I'd like to read verse 2. A man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the unfaithful feeds on violence. This speaks to us about the importance of our mouth, particularly the first part, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. Our words are powerful, and we need to learn to feel, to speak and fill our mouth and our heart, because the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart. Fill our mouths and our hearts with more of him and more of his word, and then make those faith-filled declarations that will bring us to fruitful living. Praise God. In verse 11, we notice, and this will be repeated in another chapter, we read something similar to this. Wealth gained, excuse me, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished. But he who gathers by labor will increase. So it's just showing us again, wisdom in work, the importance of a good work ethic, and the fact that wisdom tells us to work. It takes labor to increase and to be blessed in financial and practical ways. Verse 13 and 14 speak to us about the importance and the power of the blessing of God's word. In verse 23, first of all, let me show you in verse 20. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. That speaks to us about the importance of even using and having wisdom in our friends and in our relationships. We need to be careful about who we're in close association with. Those that we walk with, let's choose wise people because then that helps us to grow in wisdom. So that's even speaking of your close relationships. Verse 23, much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, and for lack of justice there is waste. I want to focus on the first part of that chapter because that speaks of untapped opportunities and possibilities. Much food in the ground, in the fallow ground. What it's talking about is the fact that there's great opportunity and possibility for great gain, but you got to get it past being an untilled parched ground you got to dig it up you got to till it up and then plant the right seeds because whatever we plant and sow is what we will reap a harvest of so i love that there's great possibilities and opportunities for us we need to open our eyes to those see those areas in our life and then begin to work those fields so that those things can come to pass In chapter 14, in verse 1, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her own hands. 
We need to be careful about how we are establishing our homes, establishing the right boundaries, building our homes with words that edify, not tear down, not speaking things that bring destruction. For instance, you're no good, you'll never amount to anything. Those kinds of things should never be heard in our homes. We should not be saying things like that. We need to be speaking words of life, speaking things that build up our children and our husbands, our wives, build them up, recognize God's touch and God's move in their life and their destiny and calling out those things, building our houses with wisdom. And that even includes with our words. I wanted to bring out something that I noticed in verse 11 of chapter 14. The house of the wicked will be overthrown, but the tent of the upright will flourish. And, you know, we can contrast each different part of that verse, but what really struck me today was the contrast between house and tent. The house of the wicked suggests the people that are, they're permanently fixed in the world, in the world system. They are happy with that, and they're going to live, breathe, die in it, versus the tent of the upright, the tent showing that the upright person, the godly person, the person who is saved recognizes that we're just in a temporary dwelling here. This is not our home. And Paul even calls our physical human bodies the tent of the Lord in 1 Corinthians 15. So the tent suggests to me that idea that we're just pilgrims here. Our permanent home is elsewhere. And beloved, that is the truth for the Christian. I want to read verse 23 of chapter 14. In all labor there is profit. But idle chatter leads only to poverty. It's talking about good labors, of course, the right kind of things that we need to put our hands to. Working fields, um, digging up that tilled, that parched ground and making it um, a harvest field, making it ready for the seed of the word of God and good things to be planted there and worked and cultivated and reaped there. It's talking about our work, our vocations, our income-producing opportunities. Beloved, any honest work is profitable and beneficial to us. And so even the scriptures speak of that. And that's a good thing to teach our children. Again, it's speaking of an excellent work ethic and bringing our kids into understanding an excellent work ethic. Verse 26 and 27 give us more understanding of the fear of the Lord and how it's a fountain of life to turn us away from snares of death and sin. Verse 34 speaks about how righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Beloved, let righteousness arise across our nation. Let the evil be overcome with good and righteous living, and let that be the shining star of our land again. May righteousness arise in our land. 
Chapter 15. <clears throat> I wanted to read verse 1. Here's a wise word, especially when tensions are high and emotions are running rampant. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many times do we need to apply that scripture? Whether it's in society, whether it's in our homes, with uh, husband and wife relationships, parent-children relationships, whatever it may be, there's wisdom in that word. In verse 8, it speaks of how God loves the prayer of the upright. Sometimes we don't give prayer its honorable standing and esteem. We don't always think of prayer as honorably as it is, but it's a joy to God when his people pray. And then lastly, another scripture that gives us a little more understanding of the fear of the Lord, verse 33 of chapter 15. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. We need to understand the fear of the Lord and how it helps us to even, te it teaches us more wisdom and helps us to understand how to grow and how to gain honor and esteem, how to progress and become the blessed person that God wants us to be. I trust that this has been a blessing to you and that you can join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you today.